This is JU Israel Teachers Lounge, where we reach out to current Gap Year students, alumni, and any interested listeners, keeping you connected to what's happening in Israel and giving you insight behind the headlines. I am your host, Senior JU Israel Educator Michael Unterberg, and today joined, as always, by co-host and Director of JU Israel, Alan Goldman. How are you, Alan? I'm doing really well. Oh, good. <laughs> and today, also joined by podcast producer and Israel educator, Matt Littman. How are you, Matt? Very well, thank you, Mike. How's your toe? So, but okay. Matt broke his toe. Uh, well, this is our big uh, morning after episode. Yeah. We're a little hungover, not yes. literally from yeah. alcohol, but from processing statistics. election results <laughs> and statistics. statistics. We are mathematically hungover. Yes. Uh, we are processing in real time our reactions, and so you are invited to join us into the teacher's lounge for what I imagine will be a fairly free-flowing conversation, Yeah, because we're all be. still, I mean, we were sort of live WhatsApping yeah. results last night and our observations, but we're all still processing. Yeah. So if today's a little bit free-flowing, that's the nature of this kind of podcast. And we're trying to get our heads together, Matt and I are going to Aardvark after this. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions, so, yeah. so we got to get that... Uh, well, hopefully, if we do a good enough job, you can go into class, play this episode, yeah, get Ben exactly. to give you a quick cut, yeah. just play it for them and just sit and listen to it with them, there and we then go. you can take a nap. Uh, the time is 12.15 p.m. Israel time on April the 10th. 10th Wednesday. On Wednesday. So if new information comes up before you have heard this podcast, you'll understand why we seem so uninformed. It is because we do not have the ability to prophesy. Well, actually, we may not be prophesized, but I think we did really predict. I, we said from the beginning, throughout the last two months, we have said, Gushi, the, the, the right-wing block is going to take it. It doesn't matter what, you know, this new party is a little bit better than Netanyahu and Netanyahu gets a little bit less. The right-wing block is the only block that really is going to be able to make a government. Yeah, but come on. We always hedged our yeah. bets and said, but you don't know till the final poll, which is the election day. We we We... I think we we thought what the odds were. We saw what the odds were, but we were cautious, and I think rightly so. We we don't claim. Uh, I don't think the definition. What do you mean by we, Kimisabi? We're trying to. <laughs> well, I think I think it's always better to be conservative in your predictions and uh, and uh, and thoughtful in your analysis. I think is I, that's more the useful. teacher. In, that's the teacher in him uh, I, speaking. Yeah. Well, that's the difference between being a teacher and being a pundit. You know, right. pundits have to for a living, and then nobody keeps track of them. That's right. what they should do when these political pundits tell you what's going to happen. They should have a little thing on the bottom of scorecard. That they predicted. I, right? think, like, I think in a minute we'll... Well, it could we'll be just... like a weatherman, right? <laughs> they should do it, is weather. like, it is like being like a weatherman. It's one of those jobs <laughs> where you don't have to be good at it. And, you know, yeah. you're not punished for failing to do your job accurately. I think in a minute when we go through some of the results, we'll be able to point out to our listeners where some of those surprises came up, um, where some of the non-surprises came up. And also, of course, where some of the polls were misleading, because the polls in Israel, they you're not allowed to publish polls um, three days before the election because they may have an undue influence over the results. And some of the polls that were coming out just before the election, like the three days before, had very different results. From sure, what but if you look, that's why that's why I'm a big fan of looking at polls in aggregate. If you break down individual polls, they can be very misleading. But if you look for trends overall in all the polls. I think you usually get a pretty good sense of what's going to happen. Uh, right. And I think, but what I, my sort of pet peeve right now is, and I think that this is why when I was talking about it, I was predicting, meaning why we were constantly saying what we think is going to happen mm -hmm. and what it seems like is the is the right wing block because, and this is my, uh, about the media and about the polls, um, 
it, certainly in this election, that have broken it down to two two blocks: the right wing block mm-hmm. and the center left block. And that is just not the right way to break it down, mm-hmm. right? First of all, you cannot put a center left block. All right, when they in 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 the in all in the polls and what they're advertising this morning in the news is the 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 right wing block is sixty five, the center left block is fifty five. That center left block is not fifty five because the Arabs are included in that 55 and they are their own block. Mm-hmm. You cannot see them as part of the center left block because they've never they've ideologically do not join a government. Right. They said they won't could join this government and Gantz who was leading that block said they wouldn't include the Arabs. Mm-hmm. So you cannot say that there was a block of 65 and 55 and I think that's misleading and well, I, what I they don't really understand. mean is right wing what will be the government coalition and then the, what will be the opposition. Right. But is what it ends up meaning. That's a much more accurate way of describing that's inaccurate, it. But, but that's yeah. yeah that's accurate but that's not the way they no, they they portrayed nor portrayed it before the election. Well, that's why like, we're here, Alan, to explain exactly. the insights no, so my behind question, the headlines, which are well, the insight here or the question here is: is it because the media is purposely obtuse, or because they're trying to create a race to make sure the race is closer by using that? I mean, I'm always I'm really, less conspiratorial. I always think it's more incompetence rather than, and I don't think I don't think being journalists, obtuse. I think they're <laughs> obtuse. I think I think it makes an easier explanation and headline. To say sixty-five, fifty-five, you have to call it something. It's easier to name it, you know, right versus left. It just it 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 that that's honestly okay. I think that's why I, our podcast is important for English speakers because if you just read how the news is covered, it's simplified to the point that it lacks clarity. Uh, things I'm, Einstein said: things should be explained as simply as possible, but no more simply than that. Uh, and and gonna, that's what news. That's what the media does. It explains it I too wanna, simply. I also want to toot our own horn a little bit, which is really tooting your horn, Michael. Because um, if you go to our resources on our resource page and you see the slideshow that we put together for the election, but particularly one slide that Michael put together, which was um, on which where the parties stand, and not just dividing them between this like this idea of right and left when it comes to security, let's call it. But actually, there's there's an other there's other paradigms to look at, like mm-hmm. secular religious, and one could do others that we really mm-hmm. see. There is not really this is not really two big blocks of sixty five fifty five in any way. Slice in the any because even the Haredim, which is another thing we'll have to talk about in a little while, they are not necessarily right left when it comes to they, security at I all. I'm right at the middle. I don't define them as either exactly. right or left. Exactly. So I to say, put them in a gush right of right left is also, I think, eh, not not yeah. accurate. Yeah. I wouldn't include them in a, in a right wing. If you're just talking about a right wing block, I wouldn't include them in it. They happen to go into it because it's convenient for them and they want exactly. to be in the now, government. They will join a right wing coalition exactly. in they a way that they wouldn't be as comfortable right- sitting with Meretz or right. Kaholavan. So they wouldn't join a left wing coalition. But that's a coalition conversation, not a where you stand politically. Yes, right. that's joining exactly. a right wing bloc as opposed to being a part of that right wing bloc. So let's all, so we all exactly. agree. we're all agreeing. Let's take a look at the results. There aren't that many parties that made it in, so it should be easy for us to go through. Alan, can you list yeah. as of today what how many Seats do people have? I have in so, front of me a list of percentage. So the seats are um, divided again as of today. It, it very well could change once the final count is Why? in. Because what happens is there's three percent of the vote that has not been counted. That is people who are overseas, but more important and this soldiers. Is, uh, is that but yeah. more important the soldiers, which is much bigger block of that. It takes much longer time for to count those because they have to verify that a soldier who voted on base did not vote in his home community. Right. So it's called so they it's it's very kind of popular kolot mm-hmm. the 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 votes of the chayalim or matafot the double envelopes because they vote in double envelopes. Yeah. 
um, which means uh, to verify, to make sure that they um, are only voting once. So that will take, they're saying, until pretty much tomorrow. And usually has a rightward impact. It has a rightward impact, but also the sort of those also um, like also merits. It can affect merits Mm -hmm. at times often because they're younger voters. They didn't get in. And then once they counted the soldiers' votes, they They got in, right. Mm -hmm. And so so it can do one of two things it can do, or both of them, not, not exclusively, is that it can... Um, get a party in like merits last time or maybe the new right this time um, that is not in at this point that we're talking and the other thing it could throw off the numbers of of seats that other parties get because it Mm -hmm. changes the proportion because everything's based on proportion so as of now the parties that get the seats which is um, 97% of the vote in um, Likud by uh, Bibi Mentenyahu and Kohol Levan, which is headed by Avi Gantz, have split uh, equally 35 and 35 seats. Now, in terms of raw number, Likud has more votes. They have, yeah, by about a, less than a percentage point, though, right? Uh, it's 26 and a quarter percent got, went to Likud, and 20, almost 26 yeah. went to so, Blue and White. Right, so, so it's less than a percentage it's, point. It's, it's a little more Difference. than a quarter of a percentage, somewhere between yeah. a quarter and a half a percentage point. Which is uh, crazy, but of course it that does. That is crazy. That, that is crazy. Well, on the other hand, as we've been saying all along, it's because it, the way that Israeli politics works, and it's not a race of people, but a race of parties, and it's coalition building. The, the key here is who can build the coalition, yeah. um, not who really uh, gets the and most And blue seats. and white basically can't. And blue and white can't because the breakdown that goes next is, and this is to me the biggest shocker, I would claim, and, and the biggest thing that needs to be uh, looked I at. I would agree these two next are the are, biggest shockers. Are the two Haredi parties, the Shas, which is the Sephardi Haredi party, head by Ari, Ari Deri, and the Ashkenazi Haredi party, headed by Yaakov Litzman, both got eight. So together, the Haredim got 16, at this point, are getting 16 seats. That is a huge block. Yeah, Shas at 6.10%, uh, uh, the Ashkenazi Haredi at 5.9%. So yeah. right around 6% for both of them. They will have more seats than they did in the past. They will have more they, seats. Uh, their downward trend, of yeah. uh, they were losing, losing, losing. And this election, it's a little bit of a bump up. Shas, not the, yeah. not the Ashkenazi. Yeah. Shas no, was Shas, going down. I mean, Ashkenazi remained and, fairly steady. And a couple of weeks ago, the Shas was already predicting not to get even into the Knesset, potentially. Yeah. And, and yeah. that again comes to the issue of these polls that we were talking about. There was definitely yeah. a trend. You were mentioning trends before, Michael, in aggregates. There was definitely people who were thinking that Shas weren't going to get in at all. And now they're in this very strong position. Yeah, I I found their campaign, uh, as usual, fairly disturbing, Uh, mystical, uh, very effective. Uh, We have a father in heaven, not referring to God, but to (laughs) Rav Avad Yosef, the former uh, head head rabbi of the Sephardis of Israel, who's passed away. Who found the chas. Yeah, and uh, you know there was the video yesterday of Arya Derry, the head of the party, talking to his grave, explaining what election day was going to happen, and we're uh, you know signs around, uh, you know at the at the ballots we only vote for the master, but which right was but but Kalpi Rak Maran it is not but but um, in English it sounds awful but, but um, in Hebrew it doesn't sound much better <laughs> but but the truth is it, he's he's he I would say he's one of the. Um, best politicians after Netanyahu. If you're talking ranking, he's using well, he that very purposefully. he went to jail for committing embezzlement in right. office as as the head of Shas, yes. served jail time, and now run Shas, and this election cycle gained them seats. And he's getting indicted again, but we'll leave that. That's an impressive politician. And, he, and he's also managed to slap down his his lead rival within the party, who, yeah. is, who is Zed Ishaq. Slept, then he left. He's irrelevant. Well, well he's uh, irrelevant because of He Ari formed Jerry his own party, which slapped him out. Actually, I heard uh, on the way in, uh, Ari Eldad, who's a member of the right, said, 
that uh, Ari Derry should be calling up Ali Shishai and thanking him because when he, he he withdrew from the race for his party, trying to give his his votes over to the Ashkenazim, all those Sephardim went back to Shas. Mm. So that, well, that pushed him over. Also. It's not the first rival he's uh, gotten yeah, yeah. rid of. There was also, sure. what's his name, who formed his own party? Oh, uh, Amsalam. Amsalam. Like, he's in, good. Right. He's good at this. Are you now with the, uh, it's not something yeah. I would brag to my kids about, that yeah. I'm an amazing politician, but yes. I think he is an amazing politician. Right, that's one point. Okay, so now we go down to the next uh, level is um, at six, which is um, uh, which is the uh, Labor Party. The old Labor Party is at six. Um, which and- they are in... Essentially, mourning. I mean, uh, yeah, they're in that big. is that is a horrific result for what should be. Yeah, uh, you know the representation of the left, and people are yeah people on the left are complaining now. You know, maybe if you had joined with Meretz and worked together, maybe we would be in a different place. But we are now in oblivion. Yeah. I'm all the the knives are out on Abi Gabai, who took over the party and said, "I'm a businessman. I know how to run things," and and crashed it. But we should remember that in 2006, I think Likud got seven mandates mm. um and since 2009 they've been the, the they're case. doing okay they're no. doing okay so i want to count them out yeah Do you think you you think we could's okay labor doing all right labor oh no, we could yeah, yeah. yeah. Lee could seems i don't know about that but they're, <laughs> this is the kind of trenchant analysis they're in you power can expect. yeah yeah they're <laughs> statistically doing okay. at least they're doing okay uh, yeah. then well yeah that's a good point also at six is uh two of the arab parties Hadash, which is arab communist and ta'al they're they're also at six. Um, the Arab parties last time ran on a joint list. Uh, they four split, parties. They, four parties. They split to two and two this time. So these two parties got six. Um, and the, the other, other parties ones, out. we're not sure the if they're in Nash. or not. Well, doesn't it's, look it's, like they're in. It doesn't look like they're in. A lot of it has to do with very uh, no bad. no. Right now they're getting four. It happened. Oh, they're do, in. Yeah. Yeah. It has to do what happens with um, the the new right. Right. With the, when we count the three right. votes. So uh, if they they're, they if, they're very bad Arab turnout. They have very low Arab turnout I compared think, to compared to yeah. voters in the states. Percentage actually fairly high. It's in the fifty percent range. And compared to Israeli voters, it's a very low turnout. Around fifty yeah. percent of eligible voters coming to vote. I, I wonder if it's worth at this pointing at this point just pointing out one of the uh, scandals of yesterday was that they discovered there were around twelve hundred hidden cameras uh, placed there by Likud activists, mainly in Arab polling stations and a few Haredi. Uh, neighborhoods as well, the polling stations. Which is are. which you're not allowed to do. You're not allowed to film it, people voting. It's right. illegal. The, yeah, so it was you know it was it was complained about in real time, and and they had to go in to take out the cameras. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I heard. I was listening on the way in. I was listening to the head the the head of the the judge who's in charge of all the elections. Oh, me too. He said. Oh, so he said. He said he, they took him out in real time. He said, yeah. but the problem was real. They were actually addressing a problem which was real, which is a lot of pressuring. So on that, that same radio on. show, they yeah. interviewed a representative of the Arab parties who was shocked yeah. that he said that and yeah. said blaming the constituents Correct. for that illegal activity seems in, uh, inappropriate for a judge in, ter- in charge of. In other words... I, I think he was not blaming. I think he was trying to put in context right. that there is I, a, a I, problem it, there. And he, heard, and he clearly said, as soon as I heard, I shut it down and it should have been done differently. If they thought there was a problem, it should have been addressed before. Well, the problem was that they, they claimed that there was voter intimidation, that people right. were... That people were intimidating people who to vote for at the Arab ballots, and so they put secret cameras at the Arab yeah. ballots to catch it. And but why is that someone in the Likud's job? It's not. I mean, it's not. I mean, it, that's again something that should be addressed by bringing it. The up thing to I the, will say the is, judge it, it is super creepy pu- putting cameras at ballots. What, what 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 is the shady goal of it though? You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do with so it? So the question is, if I it's I not intimidating if it's secret. What, what could, yeah, I don't think what I 
and I could be wrong with this, but my sense is it wasn't in the actually ballot box. It was in the. It was body cams. It, it was the station. It was yeah. within the station, right? You have to remember. No, no, it wasn't. I don't think it was filming the people choose what to vote for. It was Correct. just filming the overall. Yeah, exactly. That's what, what I'm saying. Was happening yeah. around the so area. I was having, with you. Remember, every all the uh, all the. Um, uh, when you go into a voting station, there's a whole number of people there who are verifying that everything's right from the different parties, representatives of the different parties, to verify that you know everything is up and up. So I guess there, there, you know, the their Likud guy was wearing a body cam or something. Yeah, I I, I, it's just weird. Like, what do yeah. you? Okay, Likud. So if you, I guess it's if there really is wrongdoing, we'll catch them and then yeah, and then we can show it to the Would judge. Would you like and, to hear my conspiracy theory on this? Was that it was intended that they would get caught and that would freak out Arab voters? Into not going. Yeah, that's a conspiracy theory. Okay. If, it, if it was, it was an absolute failure because the Arab turnout mm-hmm. actually went higher up after, later after in the day. Yeah. Okay. Sad so that's, that would be the dumbest conspiracy by a pretty competent political party. Okay. Just throwing it out there. Um, Just uh, not catching it. <laughs> and so that goes to fifth, um, those who get their five seats, which is uh, Avigdor Lieberman is Israel Beitenu. Um, and they the, were also borderline in the polls. They're, yeah, yeah but they're four percent now. They're a little over four percent. And Ihud Hayamin, which is the the joint right wing list, which can, which was part of the um, the the old Bayt Yehudi, which um, is the old Mafdal, which is the old Mafdal, religious Zionist, religious Zionist, exactly. Um, that joined with the old Kach party, which is now called Otsma and also Smotrich's party, which is National Union, National yeah. Union party, which is also a uh, also religious Zionists, but I don't know. It, but the National <laughs> More pugnacious? Is, I don't know. It's also made up of I mean, various fa- factions as well. The, yeah. the, the National Union itself is made up of right. little groups. But, right. But actually, they've, but actually they, the, the, the religious Zionist world has fractured and frac, uh, not fractured, um, fragmented over the last, you know, you could say two decades when Mafta was no longer servicing mm-hmm. those needs. So... Now it's a, it was a joint effort to sort of bring everybody onto one voting with a misleading title because it didn't mention religion, even yeah. though they were clearly religious Zionists. I will exactly. say this: it looks like that by Yehudi's gamble to work with to to change policy and work with the Kahanas uh, did them no good numbers wise. I don't think any of the Kahanas are high well, enough on the list. No, yeah, to but, in, the well, in the last in the last election they were running. By Yehudi was running at five. I think they have five. No, but well, two things they got for it. Don't forget one in the last, but you don't know because 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 Bennett was As pulling away. Now. But I'm saying that that five. No, when Bennett left, they were at five. No, but la- in the last election, Otsma got over sixty thousand votes. Mm-hmm. So that could push them over the 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 what's it called the the the, the, the got another percent the threshold. But the they threshold. were running at five. Before they joined Otsma, the idea of Otsma was yeah. to bring them past eight because Otsma was ah. running at three. So now they're back at five where they started. They've associated with yeah. the Gahanis, which now is. Uh, I, I mean, agree with the long term, it's uh, bad. I'm not so short term that it was such bad. And also they got another Other seat. Other than deals with BB. Yeah, they got seats and, and ministries in BB. That's the only thing they is, got out of it. But which, I'm just saying electorally. Yeah. They got nothing out of it. They got the same number they would have when they started, and now they're linked with Kahana, and yeah. they got some kind of seeding deal with Bibi. Yeah, that's all they got out of it. Also, well, that's big because when you're talking about the Haredim are now 16, 
right? Eight and eight in yeah. terms of the deals you get. They're they're five oh. and they're running along with you know but it, it, Kulanu it, it, and numbers wise Israel Beitenu. Numbers wise, you know. they did not get the yeah. bump that they were that but, they were hoping for. Michal Ben-Ari, who was banned from standing, he was meant to be number five, I think, right? Uh, was, could be. He was oh, five, yeah, that's right. He was meant to be number five on the list. And, and that then, was seen as a guarantee that they would, Otsma Yudi would have one seat at least. As you say, we're trying yeah. to get to eight. No, and then the court inexplicably they banned, him. banned him. And for uh, reasons that are... His number, two, his number two was number seven, I think, on the list. Ben Gvira? Yeah. yeah, he was number seven on the list. Uh, so so he doesn't make it. He doesn't make it. So now there was talk about trying to come up with some deal where he... Could make it. I don't quite know what that oh, really? would be. Oh, I didn't hear but, that. Um, okay. Well, it just um, it does. Like, those, I, that, that, all that stuff is going to happen within the next few weeks. There's going to be a lot of bargaining. Um, but now we go to number fours, right? Merits, um, cool, merits, which is left like the sort of the Zionist, the most, classic far left cla- Zionist. Zionist, yeah, classic uh, left wing Zionist, um, Kulanu, which is a socially conscious right wing party. Also, econ- got more four, economically conscious, right? I would economically, say. Economically, Could right. we also please just hear Mike read their uh, slogan, which he does so well? Which slogan? The one about the leader that chooses you. <laughs> you said so nicely. Well, the, I, I actually did like their campaign slogan, which was uh, was uh, Moshe Kahlon, the leader that chooses you. <laughs> Doesn't that sound great, the way that, he reads it? That I was like Kula- it. That was, that was Kulanu. And then, um, as we said before, ba- Balad Ta'al, which is the... Um, other two Arab parties are also holding it for, but I was hearing predictions, people who understand statics, statistics and data, that if you, if um, Naftali Bennett, who's not in yet, and Ayat Shaked with their new right party get in, that would push push but uh, the well, Arab they're right. They're both out, right. So. The 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 threshold is three point two five percent. Right. Ra'am Balad is at three point four six percent. And the new right, Bennett Shaked's party, is at three point one four percent as so, of this. So the assumption is on my phone. I think so, the assumption is is that like very few soldiers are going to end up voting for um, uh, Balad and Taal um, because although Arab Israelis do serve in the in the army, they're not in the massive numbers. Obviously, that well they that, don't have to, so it's a lower number, right? It's a that the vote for the right, that those who vote for the right, um, also as Mike said before, Chaylim often. Uh, vote on the right, and so uh, that that could really that that would be a major change because that would significantly weaken the Arab Arab bloc in the yeah um, in oh the, yeah in the Knesset, which would they were at thirteen last time. If Balad gets in at four, so there'll be ten. So that's a loss, but it's a loss you can swallow. But going from from thirteen to six seats in the Arab yeah, that's bloc, a that that's a real that's, a, that's, that's a as bad as the yeah. labor wipeout. Yeah. Um, which went from 24 to six. Yeah, that's a six. huge, that's not a drop, that's a yeah. collapse. Yeah. Um, so and both those parties are going to have to look at, you know, both those sectors are really going to So right under at. the line, you have the new right as of now, as of this recording, new right is right. not in at 3.14. You have Zehut, the Fagelin party, which we talked about had that poll bump. So we addressed it last episode, even though it was not in my original presentation in our resources because they right. weren't crossing. Well, it turns out, they're almost certainly not crossing at 2.5. They were talking 5. at one point about them getting somewhere between 8 and 10 seats. That, yeah. Well, that, in the last week, they have been, they were going to be the kingmakers of the new government. Yep. 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 And now... And now look at it. They can go... Mm-hmm. Now they can go and smoke... Sad trombone. They can go and smoke marijuana wherever they like. And well, well one, listen. One of their one of their promises was, smoke, was smoking marijuana. So on the, like, Israeli... I don't know how... Gavuma, whatever. It's the, like the comedy thing. Yeah. They, so one of the jokes was... 
No, it wasn't that the polls were wrong. It's just that their voters thought that voting was today. Right. The voting, <laughs> thought, the voting got the day mixed up because they were high. Look, I, so, everybody, yeah. I, it is, okay, can I just complain for one second? Please. I am so sick of the lazy media turning every comment about Fagelin and Zehut into a pot joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, enough with the pot jokes. By the way, uh, at the end of the day, all these other parties started putting legalization of pot on their platform when they saw the Zehut bump. And so, uh, at least indirectly, uh, Zehut may get pot legalized in Israel. Right. Yeah, I mean, actually, that was also one of the things that was, I was found shocking this morning about how much in the last... You know, since the since the election, since last night, the 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 whatchamacallits came in, the voting came in. How much they've been talking about the pot legalizing marijuana? Yeah, they that made it a national conversation. Yeah. You know, uh, so other parties have started promising it. Now they may not be as passionate, but they they realize that that is a quick way to the public and to get public to yeah. support for to their my, party. My, it's a hot issue. To my. You use, you use the pun again. That's not a pun. <laughs> How is that a pot pun? Um, to you, to to my mind, you the, could have said a smoking issue. That's that also true. Yeah. To, to to my mind, the failure of Zahut to break the threshold was one of the biggest shocks because of the way the polls had them being so successful. Um, that to me was a huge shock. I mean, it may have to. It may have something to do with the fact that he went on a streaming Israeli comedy show and tickled and slapped a comedian's feet <laughs> who was making jokes about him being a Nazi. Yeah. I, it, it was it was the most bizarre political performance I've ever seen in my life. Uh, well, welcome uh, to Israel. And, and if you don't watch it, no, no, no it's not even Israel. Uh, you know, America is a big country. I grew up in America. There's some weird politicians doing weird stuff. I've seen weird campaign things, weird flubs. I have never seen a politician who wants to be taken seriously carry himself with such little self-dignity. What would so, one so my, YouTube my, and look for on Google if our listeners would like to I don't know, that? Faglin slapping feet? It, 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 yeah. is, it, is, only compre- it is incomprehensible, was but it if a, you don't a, see it, it sounds lazy, weird. It? When know. you see it, it's astonishingly uh, un- the thing, dignified. I, I'd say the thing... Undignified and, and politically dumb. Like what what shocked me most like about idiot. the elections was really, if I go back to the Haredim, was really the, the huge... Um, that's the shakaru. Yeah, and that's, that's what's really going to determine... The fate of things going forward. And, and I think not only in the short term, I think that people have to wake up and, and look that this is long-term trends that people have been talking about for a while, which is the growing demographics of the Haredi sector in Israel. Well, it's interesting um, because Shas is – Shas voters aren't necessarily Haredi in lifestyle. Yeah, but more and more they are, I think. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, is, it, it is growing. And that issue, the meaning, Haredi issue – which is not the 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 signal issue. That is not where Israelis come to the polls and prioritize. Is at a logjam because of the Haredi political machine is very canny yeah. and is managing to hold off attempts to at least legally uh, change their community lifestyle. Etc. Right. But I would say even even more shocking to us because you're right, and Shas goes a little bit up and down. They're more little players within the thing. Is really the Ashkenazi Haredi numbers, which until which I some think people a couple a elections ago were racist joke called White Shas. Oh really? Right. Yeah, that's pretty and, bad. Yeah, in the, in the, in the, like elections up until the last one, you were talking about four or five mandates, and now you're you're you know they went up to six last time, and now they jumped to eight. 
right? They're holding if they're holding at eight. If they hold at eight now, you know that that's a that's a big jump. That's That's when you're talking kingmaker, and that's that's what's going to allow. Yeah, that's what that. I mean, in this case, metaphorically, it really is a kingmaker because King BB now will this summer. Assuming the government doesn't collapse before the summer, which I think is a reasonable hope, yeah. uh, Bibi will cross the line of being the longest-serving prime minister, something like a fifth of Israel's history. He already broke the longest consecutive right. prime minister because Ben-Gurion had two right. blocks separate in the middle. I think he's crossing that line this summer, and he will be prime minister for like a fifth of Israel's history. That's right. and, uh, yeah. and the and the Kharim, You look at the Kharim, the, the demographics are only growing yeah. in terms of their numbers in the in Israeli society. Um, and so you're talking here. You have two big parties. Uh, Likud is 35 seats. Yeah. With these two Haredi parties, again, assuming they get both eight, we're yeah. talk- that's 51 already, right? That's really, that is really uh, a major play. 10 more from but, somewhere, and it's not difficult to do. Right. Well, he has exactly. an easy, BB has an easy 65. Right. He has an e- easy 65. He can say to uh, and, President Rivlin, just, uh, it's me. And by the way, the Kharim could also swing it the other way if they wanted to. They don't, they have no reason to at this point. Correct. So I don't see them, but they could swing it the other way. And I think that... Uh, like, well, even if they swung it the other way, though, it would still be hard without Arab parties for right. for the center-left coalition to Correct. work. Uh, but I, if you look at what's going on, I mean, again... Especially I'm, since the center-left. Since the last time the Haredi parties have sat with left parties, the left parties have put the Haredi issue on their platform in a way that they weren't back in the 80s right. and 90s of changing the draft laws and, mm-hmm. and other, other things like that. Those things have changed. So the fact that I put... And we put Shas right. and UTJ in the middle as not having a right-left ideology, but they're pretty much going to sit with the right the, because the left is trying oh, to change the status quo on the, for on the religious on the religious sec- uh, on tra- the religious the secular. left is invested in changing religious status yeah. quo, yeah. and that's uh, in a way that they weren't historically. Well, even Correct. Benny Gantz came. out I mean, the recently. left created the religious status quo, right? But right. Benny Gantz came out. Aside from the army issue, Benny Gantz came out recently saying he would support changes. Um, of the status quo of the Kotel, for example. Mm-hmm. Well, that's also a red flag to a bull, right. to yeah. the Haredim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're changing. Yeah, they're, they're, they're changing. Center left wants to change their religious status quo, and so, and so, UTJ and Shas, the Haredi parties, may end up actually being. <clears throat> you know, we started talking about how they're not really right left on social issues. Politically, they end up in that right block naturally, right. not just. But cynically, but, well, socioeconomically. Yeah, yes, and no, because yeah. I think Netanyahu uh, isn't super invested in the religious issues. Either oh, he doesn't way. care. He doesn't care. So when when um, when he sat with Yeshatid and his coalition, yeah. the the law to change the Haredi draft laws was passed, and then the next in the past government that's right. going to be replaced, that law got undone because he sat with the Haredim. And, and I would say that two two elections ago was when there were no Haredim in the government. Right. Right. That was a Baidudi went in. That was the first big court of year by UD and Yeshatid. And Yeshatid. Um, and the question is, 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 uh, it, it, could one really imagine a government without the Haredim of, yeah. uh, of this block? Uh, sure. At this, it yeah. depends what happens with the right, because everything is in flux now. The left has to, the left has to totally reassess itself, because labor is now beyond dysfunctional. They have to transform. I mean, the last few have said they're going to, Bougie uh, right. uh, Herzog said he was going to transform well, it to a more meaningful party. Gabay said, I'm going to turn to a meaningful well, party. Well, Bougie, I think, that was was on the track, quite honestly, was on the track could to be. do it. And then they, could be, yeah. and joined with Sipi Livni's party. It right. could be, it could be, I don't know. But mm-hmm. I do know that in politics, 
tomorrow is not today. And that, and that, you know, you know, after elections, it's all, well, that's the end of them. And as you pointed out earlier, yeah. not necessarily. But it, many people were turned off by the way that Avi Gabay treated Sipi Livni. Many yeah, of course. people thought yeah. he's not a mensch. I'm not going to vote for someone like that. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, I, I wish Israeli voters voted for who they think is the biggest mensch, uh, but uh, <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily the case. But, uh, but but the right also the right is the right is in freefall the the hard right the past bb bb has I, I don't know it's it's he you know he's the magician or the wizard or however you translate it oh, what's in freefall the right Bayoudi is barely making it yeah zehut is probably almost certainly out right if Bayoudi may not make it right uh, the Ichud Hayamin, the big uni- united religious the, the Zionist right, right parties. Got Yemen five Hadash, you mean? When you say oh, uh, Yamin Hadash is out. Probably out. Mostly. Right. Bayehudi well. is barely in. His He managed to, at the same time, Bibi, weaken his right-wing detractors and at the same time use them to build a mighty coalition for himself. But, uh, Likud is up. Yes. Likud he is ate up their five seats. Mandates. He ate their seats, and so he still has them in place. There is no strong. He drank their milkshake. There is no strong right wing alternative to Bibi. He manages at the same time yeah. to secure his power and crush his enemies. So, yeah, so there, I was just questioning the free fall. I didn't get it. Why you said free watch fall. them reorganize because there is a right. There is a desire on the further right to that Bibi isn't strong enough, mm-hmm. and they now have to reorganize and create something new. And here's the thing. Will BB have a sixth run at prime minister? I don't know. Depends on the. Uh, there is a world after BB, right? Uh, Whether it's sixth or seventh roll. or eighth or ninth, it depends how the dice roll. Depends how his indictment rolls. Yeah, depends on a lot of things. But our ability this this may end up being it ended up being fairly status quo election. We're finding the details where things are shaken up, but ultimately we're going to end up with a very similar government to the one we've had for the last four years. Right. I don't know what the next one's going to be like. So, you know, in in the tumultuous world of politics in general, but certainly in Israeli politics, when Bibi steps down, game changed and everything's going to be different. So what will that mean? Can I imagine a party, you know, a a coalition with Al-Kharadim? I can imagine almost anything in the post-Bibi world. I don't, I have no idea. The question is, when will there be that post-Bibi world, as you say? Because is it going to come with his trial? Is it going to come with... Mm. A collapse of the coalition yesterday at the at the polling know, station. He, the uh, official said to me, "My my kids, my kids were arguing about who got to put the envelope in the box for me." And the the guy who's in charge of the polling station looks and goes, "Don't worry, you'll be back here in six months anyway." Uh, so it could be, but the, but the, look, there was so. a video going around of BB in the '90s when he was running for his first time. Uh, yeah as prime minister, saying anyone who serves more than two terms isn't really patriotic because they're putting themselves above the... Yeah. Well, that's not happening yeah. anyway. This, this will be his fifth. So so we'll see. But can I imagine? I can imagine almost anything in a post-BB world, which so, we don't uh, have to imagine yet. But, right. So but I, we'll I, I would say... So what I would say to that is, yes, of course, any any government could could come just like we had, you know, Yair Lapid did really well and they made a government for two years that mm-hmm. that hung on to that. But I would say that the the demographic change that is happening in the Haredi world in Israel um, with the numbers has needs attention. Needs needs I would even argue that's a the, new would, social contract. Yeah, a new that's social contract. But what, yeah, do, you, because what do you mean by that? It needs attention. What are you going to do about it? 
what do I think needs to be done about it? I need, first of all, because of their growing strength, so that they're going to demand more from the country, more from the government. Um, and that is in direct conflict with uh, a lot of the values of free market or always people are voting. And whether you agree with that or not, right? Also the draft stuff and also all the religious stuff. It's the draft you, stuff. It's the, the poorest. And, you're the poorest and you're contributing the least economically. Yeah, so we, more, we, right. we, are, we are giving you the most economically for exactly. you chipping in the least. So there needs to be some kind of new social contract that I think it, that, it that may be is that, created. It may be that what changes this dynamic, which is a toxic dynamic between this growing community and the rest of Israeli society, it may be that the that the cure to that ill is not political. Correct. That's what I think. I think that the, that the political, um, th that a, a, a address on the social level, on the community level, on the idea level, will then respond Which, which could just be a level, question of but, pace. You know, In other words, the, you, there are, these changes are already happening. You have more Haredim entering the workplace. Uh, you have more so Haredim joining the exactly. army. So my, and the question is, right. will, the, will a political process enable that to speed up, slow it down, lock it in? Right. What will politics do to help or hurt? Exactly. So I think that the head-to-head, the -head, that like your Lapid and others, like how hold the flag to the goal to speed it up to slow it down uh, and also to force it without really coming to agreements with the, that community is not the way to go that you're saying you're saying that the, the 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 attempt to speed it up slows it down forcefully speed it up yes. yeah well it's a speeding up it's, yeah if the government using government and law yeah. to speed it up yes will end up slowing it down leave yeah. it alone and it'll it'll go well faster. i don't know if we should leave it alone but i think there needs to be you know so Back-end grassroots works with the leaders yeah. of the communities. Non-political. I mean, Non-political. Politics is not... Financial, the Knesset is not financial the place Financial investment not only in yeshiva, but financial investment in, in skilled labor yeah. and all Training kinds of things. Training colleges to come from within. Yeah. Encourage yeah. people to participate in this. Non-government. Exactly. The solutions are non-governmental. And by the way, actually, the, sort of on that radio, so also some... Uh, I don't know that I agree with you, but I th that's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that the, sir, there's the saying that um, one of the things that's going to be is how the Haredi community themselves address the working Haredim who mm -hmm. came back home. A lot of them who would and, vote and for Likud and others. Who are right? moving out of Haredi neighborhoods because right. they feel so how, ostracized. How the Haredim also relate to their public who is expanding more is yeah. also an important part of it. Yeah. All right. So in conclusion, meet yeah. the new boss, same as the old boss. Yeah. But you do see uh, there is a strong, look, I will say this, that we haven't really discussed blue and white. 35 yeah. seats, you know, together, blue and white and Likud is 70 seats. It's a very divided electorate yeah. in this country, right. uh, which isn't a surprise. And there is, there is a very strong desire to change things center, maintain that, that sees security as uppermost important, but doesn't like the direction the country's going in. And it's about the same size. And I will say blue and white's going to break up in the Knesset. Oh, I don't have into a good factions. prognosis for into the into any of these new factions. parties that create the no. new center forward. Yes. Have not worked. Although, again, I think that uh, until they, it doesn't work until it works. Again, there's a chance that some of them will join Bibi's government, if not now, in three months and six months from anyway, the Israeli politics works. You know, once he forms the government, anything can happen after that. So Buga Yalon, who was defense minister under Bibi, who Might really is much more of a Likudnik yeah. than anything else, and his thing could come back. Uh, you it know? could be that Gantz, who's been uh, yeah. a, a fairly incompetent neophyte politician, may get oh, his sea legs under awful. him by serving in Knesset. It was, his campaign was very poorly. He represented his campaign very I, poorly. I, I know we're running, we're running it, but it is an election. I would just say that last night sums up the entire thing. When he at like ten oh five announces victory, 
was just not understanding just Israeli flub politics. After flub it was just like, after flub. really? Are you kidding me? Do yeah. you, you know, because one poll said that you had like, you know, more six more, more, whatever, you know. And BB, of course, waited till 12 o'clock, two hours, till, till he was actually. Call, he had actually called different heads like the yeah. Karadim and others to get him on board. Yeah, and he then started building his, his coalition, uh, yeah. Right? Within, within minutes, he was building his coalition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be that in, you know, in the next few years, Gantz builds some, uh, some, he gets some experience and learns from his mistakes. It could, Boy, I'm you're just, optimistic. I'm not optimistic. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think he's going to be a blip. He'll be out of politics by the next Knesset. It That's could, my thing. It That's could be. My, uh, it could be. And then the question is, what happens to the joint between Hosin Yisrael and Yeshati? Do they yeah. split? Do they become two parties again? Lapid ran a canny campaign. He's an experienced politician. Yeah, I th- he I didn't think flub it, as much, but no, he was number two. Lapid's around. He's around. But it's a, that'll be interesting where he goes. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned for further updates. Uh, as always, thanks for coming in on this exciting uh, day. And I will uh, let us let us end by... Rather than being, you know, caught up in the exciting, interesting details of the election, let's just always remember to take that step back, that we have a Jewish state where democratically millions of voters stepped into their ballot boxes yesterday and are making decisions that affect... Did you say the Shekhiano, Mike? I always say a Shekhiano when I vote. I don't say it with Hashem's name because I don't know halakhically that's okay. So I just say it without Hashem's name as my, I, I feel it. I feel, yeah. thank God that I am able to have reached this day that we can drop this little note in. I mean, I think about my grandparents in Poland. Yeah. Yep. And I think about where I am and it's uh, it's an amazing yeah. thing. So, so let's never become, we love to dig into a certain level of detail, but let's yeah. never lose the big picture. Let's never forget the forest for the trees and have a deep appreciation whether it's a religious appreciation or or a political appreciation, whatever it is, all of us have to appreciate how how uh, uh, what an amazing moment in, in Jewish history this is that we can have times like these. So, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Alan. Thank who, you, Mike, who's retired from watching last <laughs> yeah. night. I don't know if you could hear that, Jan, but and getting up in the middle of the night at three to check the <laughs> what was going on. Yeah. Uh, good work, junkie. Yeah. Political junkie. Thank you, Matt. And as thank always, you. thank the amazing Ben. Uh, for engineering us through to the end of the podcast, which this is. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, This is the part where I remind you that we are the JU Israel Teacher's Lounge podcast. And it's also the part where I ask you to subscribe, to rate and review us, and to share and recommend us in any way you can. Also, we'd love your feedback so we can respond to you on or off the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, guys. 